Pandemonium Reigns. Hello, friends. Pandemonium Reigns has entered the chat. Thank you so much for pushing play on today's episode, wherever it finds you. Week 9 was loaded, much like your bowels after a nice bowl of taco soup. Loaded. <laughs> yes, well said. So, man, clarity is is coming upon us, but with more clarity is is more, not confusion, where we would have said that probably week 5, week 6, but with this clarity that, that week 9 brought, more problems, I guess, is probably the better way of putting this because you, you have a very crowded top six, top seven. And, Absolutely. And everybody is just looking at each other, you know, like all the Spider-Mans, you know, pointing at each other saying, <laughs> all right, which one of you guys are going to lose first, right? Because yeah, because I want to throw a variable at you, and I know we're going to recap the games here, but – there is a new Spider-Man in this finger-pointing game, and his name is North Carolina. Because think about this. Think about this. If North Carolina wins out, and I see if I can't find the rest of their schedule real quick. Virginia, Wake Forest, uh, both on the road, hosting okay. Georgia Tech, hosting North Carolina State. Okay, and they currently sit at 7-1. and one. All right. If they went out and they beat Clemson in Charlotte. Now their loss is to Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Ooh. Dame. They're probably they're not they might not be on that five and six first out. But maybe on that set, I mean, just depending on how the rest of these dominoes fall. Like if TCU slips up somewhere, if 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 um, you know, if if a Tennessee, Alabama, a Georgia slip up more, which I just don't think is a possibility. If if an Ohio State slips up where some somewhere and then turns on lose to Michigan or vice versa, or you know, if if Let's say Michigan beats Ohio State and turns around and chokes against Illinois. You know, I mean, there's 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 some not outrageous things that have to happen in order for North Carolina to be right there on the cusp, which is just completely just just crazy. And I I, yeah, I, sure I, is. I made a take on our TikTok saying North Carolina is is good enough to win the ACC. Which what I'm telling you. There's my thought is North Carolina is good enough to beat Clemson. I think they can do it. Absolutely. Absolutely they can do it. Um, because I think they can pretty much when they're on, and this goes for a lot of teams, but it go, certainly goes for North Carolina, they can score with anyone when they're on. Uh, mm-hmm. Drake May is a dude. They leave some to be desired defensively like like a lot of teams do, like, like a lot of, you know, five to 20 ranked teams do, mm-hmm. uh, which is where they fall. Um, that game with both both of those games with Wake Forest and North Carolina State going to Wake Forest and hosting North Carolina State will be very, very interesting. Uh, those teams can both create problems for you. North Carolina State can beat you 17 to 16, it seems like. It seems like they could they could do that to anyone. They could also lose to anyone, I think. But 
that's exactly what they're capable of. And that Wake Forest game, just go ahead, find it on your favorite betting app, travel to Las Vegas, get yourself in a casino and bet the over for that Wake Forest North Carolina game because there's going to be 150 points scored. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. However, I, I don't think Wake Forest now is as good it, at least as they have been or maybe as we thought that they were. That's a bad loss mm-hmm. to Louisville. NC State yeah. is Ooh. just a mess without O'Leary or Leary. I, I could have mm-hmm. sworn at one time it was O'Leary and then all of a sudden it's just Leary. Maybe I'm losing my I mind I thought the here. same. But anyway. No, I thought the same. So I think I think North Carolina can win both of those games soundly. Definitely. So anyway, uh, the playoff race is just going to be a a, a a crazy thing to to be watching and, and following from weeks nine, which was just now to to week fourteen. There's just so much. Oh, that yeah. That can happen. All right. Hey, let's let's start instead of going through the time slots this time, let's kind of start with big games. Let's put the 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 most hot conversations up front and let's talk the world's largest outdoor cocktail party where Anthony Richardson is the verdict out on him. He's not good. Oh, no, he's not good. He has potential to be good because he has a just power forward body frame with some dangerous speed with a weapon of mass destruction when used properly attached to his right shoulder in his right arm. But what they do offensively and his level of execution, it it just does not put him in the best spots. George is a tough matchup. We know, but even outside of that game, I mean, what has he actually done outside of a long, long run and, and several dangerous runs and throws against Utah and then having a career day against Tennessee? What can he hang his hat on this year? Um, and I just don't know what it is because of the win and loss column where Florida is currently four and four. Um, I, you know, I'll be very interested to watch the rest of his career. There was pro talk for him, much like there was for Will Levis. I'd, I think he's better than Will Levis, and I think his ceiling is certainly higher than Will Levis's um, because wow, of the running really? ability. I, I do. And and this goes back to multiple seasons now for me of Will Levis's decision-making. For me. Okay. The jury's out. The jury's out on who, who will have the better long-term career, but that's where I stand right now. Um, whether Richardson is throwing touchdowns and putting up numbers, he doesn't turn the ball over the way that Will Levis, Levis does, and that – is just a massive turnoff for me, especially for a quarterback prospect, especially when you're getting first-round buzz. I think the jury is in that Richardson must come back. There's no way to me that he could try to go pro right now. There's just no way. Um, and, I, heck, I'd say the same if Levis has another year of eligibility. He should certainly come back as well. I just don't think he does. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, we're learning kind of who current state Anthony Richardson is. They need to – they need to get some different types of receivers in Florida. Uh, they need to get they need to get some outside speed because they've got those big guys that we've talked about, those power forwards that can go up and get it, mm-hmm. and that when they're schemed up, when they run their routes appropriately, they can they can beat you deep. Sure. It's not their that's not their uh, their best their best trait. They need to get some some different dudes in that role, and they need to consider how they're coaching Anthony Richardson. They need to evaluate that because consistency ain't there sure and i would also i would also challenge the play calling i mean are are yeah. you are you putting anthony richardson in in, in 
with him being your quarterback, are are you are you creating the best chance to win here with his skill set? Nope. And with the types of receivers that you have, if you're looking at some, you know, longer down distances like a third and eight, because they can run decently, which yeah. I, I would turn around and hand it off on a third and three, third and two, something like that. But on like a third and eight, why are guys like Justin Shorter and Xavier Henderson not getting more like 50-50 balls? Hey, just, just, yeah. lob it up, just lob it up there, you know? I mean, I think Richardson could make that throw. I think it's I when, when he tries to put all that heat on it is when he's entirely inaccurate. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't who, – who am I, though? I'm not the one getting paid millions, Jimbo Fisher. Um, <laughs> anyway, so – I think you nailed Florida spot on and the, the, you have got, if you haven't, you've got, you have got to go on the message boards, Florida's message boards, dude. It is hilarious. You got dudes already calling for Napier. They want him out. Yeah. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's not the Gator standard. So anyway, Oh my gosh, we've got Florida listeners. So I'll, I'll back off. Brent Cox dismissed from the team today as well. Not not good. Yes, that's not going to bode well for them going forward. I mean, you're talking about. I mean, he's not the leader on that offense, but he is an aggressive pass rusher, right? He is. He is. Yeah, on the defense. He, yeah, he's an aggressive personality. I mean, are you going to need him against A and M? Uh, probably not. You're going to need him against South Carolina. Probably not. I think you're going to need him against that Florida State. Um. Yeah, you'll need him against Florida State. Um, if if you're not careful with the ball against South Carolina and Texas A&M, you would need him if if you give them extra possessions because sure. they both struggle offensively to just flat out beat you. Yeah. Um, but if you give them added opportunities, you need a guy like that that can create problems for the opposing quarterback. Yeah. Which again, you know, problems are are prevalent and present for those quarterbacks at Texas A&M and South Carolina. But again, he's just a weapon that now you don't have. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Hey, let's talk Georgia for a second. T- tell me if this is a, a a decent symbolism here. Georgia strikes me as as the girl that you met last year, right? And 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 things just started going really well, and it, and it went so well that every week that you hung out with her, it just got better and better and better. And then finally at the end of it, you proposed, right? You put a ring on it. <laughs> wink, wink. And <laughs> and now you're in your engagement season with her. And there's been a couple of weeks there where she's like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do this with you. Right. I don't know if I, and like in the beginning, she was like, Oh yes, you're the love of my life. But then there's some weeks where she's like, I don't know. I just don't know if this if if we're meant to be together. Georgia, I don't know what to think about them because Florida overall, I don't think is good. Okay. Agreed. I, I just I just don't think they're good. Agreed. I think, that, I, think yep. I think they've got problems. I think they've got roster problems. I think they've got locker room problems. I think yep. I think they've got problems. And Georgia won by 22 on Saturday, but yeah. there was a, but there was but there was a time where that was close, and if I remember right, yeah. that, that spread was what 20. I think it did it end up at 23. Oh, tw- oh okay, higher than that. I thought does I could it, be wrong. Does it tell me I right could here. Be wrong. It may tell wrong. me right here if I just look. Uh, I was thinking like 23 and a half. Okay, you're right. I saw 23, but don't you feel that? 
if if that game really goes the way that it should have, that that final score is something like 49-9, Yep. I think Georgia played one of those – man, they didn't play as poorly as they did against Missouri. And I didn't watch all the Kent State game because we were traveling to Neyland Stadium that day for the Florida game. Um, yeah, there was question marks in both, no doubt. Um, and even during that Missouri game, I was half watching. But Stetson was not at all making good decisions with the ball for the large majority of that game. Right. The run game had a lot of success. Six six yards per carry. Um, all mo- Ten yards shy of having two dudes hit 100. Um, but that's kind of what they should have done and honestly should be doing all season, and they've they've not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and let's also acknowledge that Florida scored 17 points in the third quarters, in the third quarter, largely due to penalties and turnovers. Georgia had back-to-back turnovers in form of uh, a fumble and then just a uh, just another pig there from Stetson Bennett, who, who threw two on the day. Mm-hmm. So Florida and one was atrocious. In, one was absolutely atrocious, just bad. Um, so Florida capitalized on those two turnovers and scored 17 points they also had a busted coverage which made my eyes approximately the size of a basketball uh when that happened uh, because it looked very similar to what the team in orange can do um and the way that they do it even so my eyes got really big but again florida capitalized for 17 quick points in one quarter and outside of that looked lifeless to me i mean they played they had some moments defensively where they again capitalized and made georgia pay for things but it's like Georgia slept walk and still won by 22 against Florida. I'm with you. I mean, I, Georgia is just hands hands down, head and shoulders better than Florida. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that they're playing to the level of their competition. I, I don't know what it is, but there, there's some something off in Georgia. And I've got several, because I live closer to Athens than I do Knoxville, several Georgia fans looking at me going, man, I don't know about Saturday. Man, I don't. Man, I don't know. Uh, and just a real quick mm, statement on that: Would you say that this is going to be Tennessee's first true, like, real road test? In terms of let's walk through this. Let's walk through this. Pitt. I mean, you're essentially talking about Pitt's Pitt and environment LSU. was. Yeah, Pitt's environment was better against West Virginia than it was against Tennessee because it was a night game because it was the first game. Backyard Their environment brawl. was pretty, yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty dang good against West Virginia. And it wasn't bad for Tennessee, but absolutely Athens will dominate what they did sure. uh, on that day. Um, and then LSU, man, they just, from the opening kick, shot themselves in the foot. And it was a noon game on top of it. I, you know, I would, I would like to see an alternate world where that game's played in the evening like they love to do, or even 3.30 that that becomes an evening, early evening game. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I think both teams are better than they were when Tennessee walloped LSU. But mm-hmm. LSU shot themselves in the foot early. Tennessee traveled really, really well. And it was a noon game. So, absolutely, this will be the biggest, uh, most ruckus road test. It, it, Tennessee should, in fact, make it a point to do anything possible to take the crowd out early. I mean – Obviously, we play fast. We 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 don't start quite as fast as we did last year. In fact, we're we're kind of destroying that second quarter narrative from a year ago. But it will be imperative for Tennessee to do what they do early. Yeah, no, I agree with you. 
I agree with you. We, we, this is a, an atmosphere that we have not seen yet, mm-hmm. which, which worries me a little bit, but we'll talk about that in, in, in the coming days. There's a stat in this world's largest outdoor cocktail party that I want to talk about where Georgia 555 total yards. All right, man. Oh. Hey, do your thing. Okay. Yeah. But you were six for 12 on third down. Oh man, that's kind of the floor for where you want to be for sure. And and they were two for three on fourth down. So they got half of the ones that they didn't convert on th- third down. They they got two of those mm-hmm. uh, on fourth downs. But and, and listen, I, we talked about Stetson's decision making, and he still managed 316 yards largely to Brock Bowers. Yep. Um, but he did it nonetheless, not taking that away from him. Um, yeah, they're just I can't think of a word more appropriate for me than sleepwalk and and dominated through it. I mean, right. in the final score. Which is crazy because, um, I mean, we've already mentioned Stetson's numbers, but let's just look at their rushing numbers for a minute. Edwards was 12 carries, 106 yards. That's 8.8 per attempt. Kenny McIntosh was 16 for 90, 5.6 per attempt. They both had two scores apiece. Robinson came out, nine carries, 35 yards. I mean, that's a day. That is a – that's a – Yeah, it is. And you won by 22. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And 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 one of your touchdowns to Brock Brock Bowers was. Uh, this is going to be a bit of a stretch, but this is the best words that I know to come up with, like prayer at Jordan Hare type stuff. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean, just I mean, should have been absolutely batted down at the yeah. minimum, picked off at the worst for Georgia, and dude just is that guy, and he's like, no, nah, I got it, I got it. So you take that off of him. That 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 I think that was the seventy-three yarder. He was good. It was he was five for one fifty-four. I mean that knocks Bennett's numbers down to two fifty-ish. Get right, and then that knocks Bowers, you know, way down. But anyway, you know, Not obviously half. that was a pretty indicative play in that game. But anyway, I think Colin Georgia sleepwalker there is. A good way to to put that. Here's just to hoping that they do it against us on Saturday. And Certainly. I know that we have a decent amount of Georgia listeners. So I'll just say that again. Here's to hoping that you sleepwalk in Athens on Saturday. GBO. Certainly. Ohio State went to Penn State. And I just I just want to say this before we say anything else about this. The SEC is just different, man. I I'm 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 doing everything I can to not change it from Fox and and to watch this game and Beaver Stadium was was sold out. I don't know. It just I don't know. It just didn't feel the same. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm biased. But anyway, Penn State put up a bit of a fight. Sean Clifford is in his 19th year at yeah, Penn State. He is. And he was 32 for 47. He was good for 370. But as as many touchdowns as he threw, he threw just as many picks. And this guy is, is a basket case. He is a basket case. I feel like if you could just get a, a quarterback like a this is gonna sound like I'm like I'm downplaying the guy, but like a Greg McElroy, just go out there and don't lose it. Just don't yeah. lose, just don't lose it because I feel like your rushing attack is good enough to it do is. that for you. I mean, you got a stud true freshman. You got this Allen guy who's who's pretty dang solid as well, who's also a freshman. 
Uh, they haven't even realized that he was a freshman also. Holy crap. So Singleton and Allen are both <laughs> freshmen. Wow. Allen, 12 for 76. Singleton, 14 for 45. I mean, solid stuff. So, but Clifford, I – See if I can't find his his numbers on the year. 16 touchdowns, six picks, 1,800 yards, 71.2 QBR. I just can't figure this guy out. It's it's like when he's on, like he's he's on, but just just the he'll turn around the very next drive and he'll put screens in the dirt. And and I and I don't know. I I can't figure this guy out. He is he no. is uh is an, an an anomaly. Is that the yeah. proper way to use this word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you got C.J. Stroud on the other side, as we talked about on the Orange Cast, 26 for 33, 354, one score, 93.6 QBR. I'm just going to say this. His receivers bailed him out on on Saturday. Marvin Harrison Jr. and uh, that Igbuka kid, that dude, (laughs) golly, he's going to be – he's already good. Yeah. Stroud's performance, I thought, was pretty mediocre, if if I'm honest. And I'm, I'm I do wonder if I'm seeing this through orange goggles, but he didn't do anything. He didn't lose it for him, right? Yeah. And there were some balls that were put in the right spot where only the receiver could grab it, but there were some where I'm going, "Whoa, you just got bailed out! Whoa, you just got bailed out! Whoa, you just got bailed out again!" Yep. Anyway, you got any, you got any thoughts on this one? <sighs> Nothing crazy outside of that. Yeah, I mean, as far as Clifford throwing the three picks, he threw the ball 47 times, which is just an insane amount for a game. Um, And they ran it 33 times, like you mentioned, or I think you mentioned, for 111 yards. Uh, Allen had 6.3 per carry. That's that's pretty dang good. Um, About half that for Singleton, which is not as good. And then Clifford netted negative yards when you bring in sacks. But, you know, they threw it a ton. Ohio State, they also didn't run the ball efficiently, I'm going to say. Um, you know, Tra- uh, Travion Henderson was 16 for 78 and two touchdowns, and then Mine Williams had a touchdown on just a couple carries. But they didn't run the ball efficiently. 3.8 per carry, which is just about the floor for where you want to ever be. Um, so, Stroud, I mean, technically he carried him, but I agree with you. It's, it was in the way of being kind of bailed out by times and just having dudes like, Harrison Jr., uh, um, gosh, I can't pronounce the name, Egbuka. Egbuka. Um, the one, the one thing forever. Credit, <laughs> yes, <laughs> there it is. Uh, the one thing I'll credit them on is they're, you know, everybody saw it being Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, and they've done it a lot, a lot without him this year. So, yeah, credit to them for that. But this is their first, second game of the season to me with the schedule that they've played be all eyes on um the horseshoe there when it's rivalry week for for the michigan game but nothing really else for this game let me say this and then i'll move on i've said all year that i I think i'm going to take ohio state to to win this game in week 14 against michigan and after that performance i'm going "Mm, i might be flipping my mind here changing my mind you know i think michigan's really dang good um, I agree. I, I think I'm finally getting on this Michigan bus, and if oh, I think if Ohio State plays like they did, which is crazy because they still put up 44, right? Yeah. But I think if they play like they just did against a Michigan who's playing like they are now, Ohio State might get ran out of the building. 
they really might. It, it, it really might be similar to uh, last year at best for them. Um, Blake Quorum is – he listen, he, he belongs in New York City as well. Oh, um, absolutely. He's, he's been phenomenal. J.J. McCarthy is – he's going to be amazing. He's really good right now. Um, what he brings with his legs is just another it, – it's such a, a, such a weapon for them uh, because you've already got Quorum that's running wild. And I was watching a little bit of that uh, Michigan and Michigan State game at halftime of Tennessee's game. Their offensive line is just – they're huge. So, credit to those guys for for doing what they're – opening up what they are for Quorum and credit to him for just being a, a dog out there. But that's going to give Ohio State problems, man. And I've said it on multiple Orange Casts and regular podcasts, but run game and defense will travel – they're still really good defensively mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. um, Michigan. That is, and and I'm I'm really excited for that game. But I, right now, I've got Michigan, even though it's at the, at the horseshoe. Even though there's the revenge factor from last year, mm-hmm. Michigan's exercising revenge over several years. So absolutely, uh, I'm gonna, I'm riding with Michigan until I see otherwise. I'm with you, and I don't think I've ever been as excited for that game as I as I am right now, sitting in week nine. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. The only comment that I want to say regarding Michigan in this Michigan State game is other than Michigan handling business, and I think this, if I remember right, this game was close early on. Let's see, it was yeah. it was 13-7 going into half. Michigan then put up six in the third and then another 10 to kind of seal it away in, in the fourth quarter. But I want to be very careful with how I say this right here because what happened in that locker room with that Michigan State kid or that Michigan kid and those Michigan State Spartans was assault. Let, let's stop calling it. Let's stop calling it like a, a scrap or you know uh, whatever some of this media has been twisting this into. That that was assault. Yes, it was. However, however, and I need I need to be very careful. That kid, whoever whoever he is for Michigan, little number one or. It didn't seem very big. You chose to put yourself in that position. You made that decision. I'm not saying it's justified. I'm not saying that you deserve it, but you, you basically antagonized them. Is is my thought? Like you, you, you're like that that pesky little kid, you know, who's who's who won't you know she won't shut up. You you won't stop running your mouth. You won't stop like throwing things at the that the adults there and stuff like that. And you ran right into it. I mean, it's kind of like the the youngest of, of three siblings, right? Who goes into the other room and basically kicks the ant pile, and and yeah. and, and and his plan is to leave. Yeah. But the old brothers get a hold of him before Mama gets in there. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. Mama finally makes his way in, and the brothers, you know, let their hands off of him. I, I'm not again. I I'm not saying he deserved it. That that was assault. That that's not. There's not room for that, not mm-hmm. in this, not in this sport, not in this culture, not in this country, not in this world. Mm-hmm. That's not okay, not okay, not justifying it. It's not okay. But what did you expect when it was? It was already a bit of a scrappy game. It's a, it's a heated rivalry. It's a it's a it's a bitter rivalry. These guys probably grew up together. You know, they know each other's names. You know, Mich- uh, East Lansing and Ann Arbor are not that far apart. What were you expecting, bro? Were you, were you expecting just to run through that thing and and 
and and run your mouth a little bit and you ran right in the middle of 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 Sparta. Yeah. And I and I don't know enough about the situation to say uh, that much different than what you're saying. I think I heard from one person that because he was he was isolated, the Michigan player was, or the couple of them were. I think there was an injury situation where I, I don't know if they were leaving early. I don't know enough about the situation, but can't excuse it. Boy, my opinion on Mel Tucker and and Michigan State is just dropping like like a fly. His 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 look for him when he was heading out the tunnel, yeah. leaving the field was ugly. Yeah, snapping on oh a fan. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, just just disgusting. Um, like you talked about, no room for that in any part of the culture or the sport. So don't know what was said. Don't exactly know the circumstances of why the Michigan player or, or a couple guys were there at that time, but not good. Not good at all. Well, Michigan, that stadium has one in one in for both teams, one out for both teams, and the Spartans were going in first. The, the, yeah. the, the, the rest of the Michigan Wolverines are if you watch if you watch it, they're off to the left. But then you got this little dude. He kind of runs right through all the all through the Spartans and he goes into the right gotcha. side of the tunnel and then he's there and he's getting he's getting helmets thrown at him. Not again, yeah. I'm not saying you deserve it, but dude, why did you do that? Yeah. I mean, what okay, whatever. I I've I've said my piece. Um, let's move on. Let's go down to College Station, Texas. And not only did Ole Miss get this win, they won the post game <laughs> as well with Lane <sighs> Kiffin's uh, <laughs> statements in his interview, where did he Fitt, ever? Or Fisher basically called him and saving clowns, and Kiffin turns around and says, "Maybe Fisher has a Joker outfit that I can wear, bro." <clears throat> Woo! Sheesh. So, <laughs> um, A&M's bad. They're so bad. I don't know what South Carolina thought after they after they won. It's like they won the Super Bowl, you know. Yeah, you, you, you beat a bad A&M team. Props to Ole Miss. You, you still got a you, you still got a chance at Atlanta. Crazy enough. You need some things to happen, but yeah. A- any comments on this, Aggies Rebels? Just shocked when i look at these this box score and see that texas a&m passed for 338 um old miss's defense has been better than that so not sure how you managed to have that happen but old miss doing what they do they ran for 390 freaking yards with quinshawn judkins going off for 205 more um so great great find by that staff of quinshawn judkins great signing there um just impressed by that and continue to be impressed by Ole Miss winning in different ways than they did last year when they had their their greatest season in program history. But, boy, if that pass defense is going to give up 300 to Texas A&M, Bryce Young may put himself back in New York, may make sure. a case for the award. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Next week or the week after. The week after, excuse me, yeah. Within two weeks, uh, Bryce Young will be lighting up that defense is that, if that's who they are. No, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, w- I want to talk about Jimbo Fisher for a second. They are going to host Florida next and then travel to Auburn. Those are both games that they can lose. Florida can win that game. Auburn can win that game. I now see Auburn as that dangerous team. Their coach is fired. Yes. That now now they have now. Are we now going to see the Auburn that plays like they have nothing to lose? Are we now going yes. to are we now going to see that? And you're going to be playing them at 7 30 at night 
in Jordan Hare, okay? You're going to get UMass at home after that, and then you're going to host LSU. That's probably a loss. That's I a mean, loss. I mean, that, that should be a safe loss. But this – let's see if there's a spread out for this Florida game. Uh, they like A&M minus three. And for Auburn, is that out yet? It is Probably not, not yet. Yeah. But and that's I'm, just home field advantage, give or take a point, point and a half for the Florida game. So, yeah, right. Yeah. So, here's a question for you. The pockets are deep. Let me say this before I ask you. The pockets are deep in Aggieland. Does Jimbo survive the season? Man. We're talking about four wins when they beat UMass. We're talking about the potential of four and eight if they lose to Florida and Auburn. We're probably going to land somewhere in the middle, five wins, six if they can beat Florida. I let's don't just, see them beating LSU. Let's just say this. Let's just say they beat Florida and beat, beat Auburn, but it's ugly. It's been it's been yeah, their like, it's been their ugly wins. You know, like yeah. they've been doing. Let's let's say it's ugly. Mm-hmm. There's been too much talk because, to me, it was always impossible with such a crazy, crazy buyout number. It was always impossible. It was never going to happen. The conversation has just continually picked up and picked up, and they've not looked any better except for, congrats, you passed for 300 yards and a loss to Ole Miss, um, who we've also found out is is not as kind of not the level we thought they could be. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to put – I would say this, it's at 50-50, and it can go up. I won't be surprised at all if they do it. They better freaking nail it if they do. they got to nail the hire if they do it, and I just don't think that candidate's out there right now. Fair enough. Um, Because if they pay Jimbo $80, $90 million to not coach, and then they're in this position within two to three years, they that's just how you demoralize – you don't raise funds that way. You lose fans that way. You can't recruit that way. You get demolished in the transfer portal. It's 50-50 right now for me, and I could certainly see it happening. But I wouldn't do it because I don't know who you hire to replace him. It's been so bad, though. I mean, it's been it's been so bad. And he's supposed to be the quarterback so guy, bad. right? And, and the quarterback development, it's not there. It's not there. No. I, I don't care what you say. It's not there. And it's not that Haynes King and this other guy who's now on the scene. Wagman. Yeah, whatever. Are, are yeah. bad. It's not like they're bad. Right. The talent's there. So what's the deal? Because <laughs> you've got a stud in A-Chain. You've got a stud in Evan Stewart. Your offensive line is rich, right? Look at the yeah. stomachs. They're rich. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your, def- your defense is the, – the, the talent's there. And I'm I'm gonna share the take that I that I made on TikTok. AM continues to prove that development is way more important than any recruiting star. It absolutely is. I mean, just mm, it absolutely is. I mean, gosh, college football proves that weekly, but that's a just an, another another ugly loss. I mean, seriously, all it's gonna take is my 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 chances of 50-50 will absolutely slide upward if they well i don't even say if i'm gonna say when they finish five and seven at best because four and eight is so so on the table let it be please i'm here for the chaos in the sc west i'm here for the chaos i'm here for the chaos 
chaos to add it as he do it. <laughs> hey, quick question before uh, we take a break, which only you and I know what that means. Um, <clears throat> is the East better than the West? There's no doubt in my mind the East is better than the West this year. It's just crazy to uh, say. It's crazy to think. It is. It is. though, And part of it is the West has murdered itself, but I also don't think Arkansas is what we thought they were. Um, they've, they've not proven that. Ole Miss is not top 10. They might be top 15 in reality. I'm not talking about where they're at. I'm talking about who they actually are. They might be top 15. Um, but the, the combo of Tennessee and Georgia, I don't think the combo of LSU and Alabama even approaches that because I think Tennessee's demolition of LSU proves that, frankly. Sure. But, I mean, there's a very, very real scenario where if, if there's two SEC teams in the playoff, that it's Tennessee and Georgia. All it would take is one of those teams, and Georgia certainly could do it. I think Tennessee could beat Alabama again, but all it takes is Alabama to lose in Atlanta. And you've basically got a really strong chance of Tennessee and Georgia going to the playoff if both handle their business, which they should. Yeah. Um, yeah, the East is better than the West. You got two title contenders where you might have one in the West if Alabama plays to the level that they can. Big if, because Big if. E- even though Alabama is, is still very good, this is not the Alabama that we've seen in the past. Absolutely. And I would, whether I would, Tyler Harrell breaks out, no matter what happens, that receiver, they're just not what they've been. They're really yeah. good, though. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of rational Alabama fans would agree to that statement. I also agree. I mean, listen, I'm not even I'm not even throwing shade. I'm just saying, and, and we can all see it because you just you're not who you've been. And listen, that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You're just yeah. not who you've been. Yeah. But Absolutely. you're dang good. Yeah. Yep. Hey, this is going to lead our conversation, speaking of West, out West to Manhattan, Kansas. Home to the Wildcats that basically said, we don't care who you are. We don't care where you come from. Uh, Oh, Adrian Martinez? Yeah, we don't need him either. Watch (laughs) this. Uh, Oh, and he's one of our own, by the way. Kansas State, 48 to nothing, who – I had predicted not only to win the Big 12, I had also said that Oklahoma State is probably the most underrated team in in the top 10. I was all on this Oklahoma State train, and Kansas State is like, hold my beer. Yes, they were. Utter demolition, and it was over. The second half didn't matter. I I hope they ran for – for both teams' sake, I hope they ran the clock in the second half on an incompletion, on an out-of-bounds, on penalties. <laughs> Just roll the clock yeah. because it was 35-zip at half where <laughs> it just – it didn't matter. I mean, 35-zip, to like you said, without the presumed and, and what has been QB1 for Kansas State, mm-hmm. I, here's the situation, here's how I feel. If, if Tennessee wasn't in, uh, you know, in the playoff picture in 2022 – I would be sick to my stomach that Kansas State dropped that Tulane game, that TCU oh, yeah. uh, came back and beat them. Right now it's fine because it kind of clears up the top, the, you know, yeah. the top tier a little bit, the, the undefeated teams and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not done talking about that yet either. Kansas State and TCU are heading for a rematch. Can mm. TCU pulled out another tough win where it was closer than we probably thought. It was on the road. Mm-hmm. Big 12 teams – 
don't necessarily always travel well and play well in Morgantown, West Virginia, just like West Virginia doesn't always travel to the away venues and play well. We've mm-hmm. seen this for years. It's a long freaking way yep. for, you know, the middle of a tough, a, a tough long season. So, but TCU went there and they won. But can they beat Kansas State again? Because that is going to have as much playoff implications. And Kansas State might not be the opponent that they face. It could be if Kansas State drops another game, could be Oklahoma State still, you know. There's mm-hmm. variables there. But, dude, I'll be so locked into that game as long as it doesn't coincide with, like, a Tennessee, you know, uh, conference title game. I would be so, so locked into that. That would be so much fun um, and should be just an epic, epic rematch if that's what we get. Absolutely. Bill Snyder Family Stadium is – vastly underrated i love to watch all like the moving and the rocking that those guys do if you're new to college football yeah and you're enjoying that 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 thing about college football man go watch you some kansas state games and especially here in the the recent um recent history um post bill snyder era and they're just man that that's a that's a that's a ruckus crowd that is that is a fun crowd. Kansas State is uh, – golly, man, they made a heck of a statement. One heck of a yeah, statement. and so. veteran, veteran, 26-year veteran college quarterback Spencer Sanders, 50% <laughs> completion percentage, 13 of 26, didn't get 150 yards on the day. Um, the highest QBR was Gunner Gundy at 52.6, and he was two of seven with 16 Mm. yards to pick. That's why I don't put a lot of personal stock in QBRs. Gunner Gundy also led the Cowboys in rushing with 27 yards. Goodness. All that to say you got freaking dominated. Yep. Yep. And it might be safe to say that Kansas State is better without Adrian Martinez because this will Howard Yeah. For one, he is big, standing at 6'5", 235. But he was 21 for 37, just shy of 300 yards. Four scores. Mm. No picks, 92.1 QBR. Of course, Deuce Vaughn helped him out a lot. 22 carries, 158 yards. Did his thing. With a long of 62. Man, if that is not Darren Sproles, just all over again, <laughs> right? I mean, that's yeah. just, just the coolest thing. Oh, here, yeah. Here's Deuce Vaughn at 5'6", 176 pounds. <laughs> and I see that. Every time I see that, I look at myself and go, so you're telling me there's a chance. I still got some. I Listen, still got some. I guess so, I still got some eligibility. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. But I don't know if you know this or not. But you know, there's no cheating. There's no tampering. It's just. It's just a fact. It's a scientific fact. Deuce Vaughn is actually already on the Chargers, Chargers roster. I don't know if you know this or not. The he he plays for the Los Angeles Chargers as well. Um, he's going to catch passes from. Um, from you know from whoever that the uh, the Chargers have a quarterback. He's already there. It's just – it's science, dude. They're the same person. There's no other option. He's going to – again, he's going to catch passes from whoever the Chargers have out there. Um, Justin Herbert, doesn't matter. He's there. He's already there. Already there. I'm already there. There's my country for the day. Yeah, he is. So, uh, let's move on. Let's go out west. Let's go further out west. Let's go to the Pacific time zone in the Pac-12. And the Oregon Ducks find a way. I don't even. They don't. They don't. They they, they win again. I should just say it's not even finding a way. They just they beat uh, the Fighting Marshawn Lynches and Bo Nix makes a <laughs> verbal statement. I don't know if you saw this or not. I did not. But he said, 
It's been a long time since week one. If we were to line up and play Georgia again, we'd beat them. Okay, I did. I did hear that. Um, and Georgia fans, if you feel a certain type of way about that, there's not a player, whether you look at the UT Chattanooga Mocs, the Tennessee Martin Skyhawks, you look at Alabama, you look at anyone from David to Goliath, there's not a player in college football worth their weight if they don't have that belief. Bo sure. Nix is 0-4 against Georgia. He threw two picks to California. He's been better this year. Like we said, he's been owed an apology. Whether that still is the case, I didn't get to watch this game, so I don't know. But they're not beating Georgia. That's just not going to happen to me. Um, they they were just lifeless. The, the, and I know everything's different since week one as well. I do know that. But mm, I just – there's no situation where I can see that. Sounds like he's trying to make a playoff case and be like, no, we, get, we need to be in the picture. But you're on the outside looking in for sure right now. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to give you another team that's definitely not beating Georgia. This team is also not beating Oregon. They're also not beating any team in the top 10. They're not going to beat any team in the top 25. Matter of fact, they might not even finish bowl eligible because it took everything Ooh. that they have. It took everything that they have to beat Virginia. What in the Ooh. world? is going on with Miami. They are going to host Florida State next week. All seven of them in the stadium yeah. will be there to host Florida State. Yeah. They're going to travel to Georgia Tech, which is losable. Oh, yes, it is. Absolutely, it They're is. going to travel to Clemson. Loss. Loss. And then they're going to host Jinx. Pitt. <laughs> and they're going to host Pitt, which is probably a loss at this rate. Yeah, absolutely. You how how are you so bad? How are you so bad? Tyler Van Dyke, man, he got he got the NFL talk as well. He got more NFL talk than Hidden Hooker got. You got a first year coach. You can't have this little energy and these terrible results in year one. You brought in all these transfers. You've already got talent because you're in freaking Miami, Florida, in the state of Florida. You can't have these results, dude. It took you four overtimes, and I'm not crediting Virginia here. I'm still dissing Miami. Four overtimes to reach 14 points. Yeah. Now, maybe I am dissing Virginia a little bit because Tony Elliott is an offensive coordinator. Also understand that Virginia is not in the, in the state of Florida. They're not They're not your typical blue blood recruiters. Virginia puts out talent, though. They do put out talent, but Virginia doesn't land it. But they do catch Fair residual enough. talent, I, to your point. Yeah. That's just, dude, I shared with you the Frank Beamer celebrating the 0-0 going into overtime meme um, because that was this game made over for, considering this is 2022 and offenses are a thing now that neither team have. Yep, and here this is just the most mind-boggling thing of it all. I, I mean, and it makes sense knowing that these guys went into four overtimes because of that whole two-point attempt thing after so many yeah. overtimes. There's two noteworthy things here. Tyler Van Dyke did not play. Okay. Oh, okay. Note number one. Jeff, uh, is it Jeff Garcia? Is it what's his? Uh, it's not pulling up. His last name is Garcia, and the first letter yeah, starts with the J. He is. Um... The is son it, of is Jay, he? It's Jay Garcia. Yeah, Jay, he is, is the it? son. Wow. I was that was gonna be my next question. All right. So Garcia, 15 for 29, 125 yards, no touchdowns. Parrish Jr., 24 carries, 113 yards, 
no touchdowns. Uh, no receiver caught a touchdown. But their kicker had a day. <laughs> Baragalos. <laughs> Baragalos. Four for four. He was four for four. I mean, I can I, – I, every time I think four for four, like I'm, I'm about to hit up Wendy's and get me some chicken nuggies, right? Exactly. That, that's my, the four for four where my mind goes. How yeah. do you – you not only did – I mean, it. when I say it took you everything, it took you everything. You couldn't find the end zone. You couldn't find – No. I'm sorry. Let me say this out loud just so this registers in my brain. You couldn't find the end zone. Against Miami. No, against Virginia. I'm sorry, against Virginia. Oh. Yeah, I'm just what 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 went through my mind when I said against Miami was the fact that Mario Cristobal is an offensive line specialist. Like, how can they not because because they have these quarterbacks? Jake Garcia is a talented prospect. He's a freshman. Tyler Van Dyke didn't play in this game, but is a talented quarterback that's been receiving pro talk that's dropping like Will Levis's. But Mario Cristobal is an offensive line magician. How do you – I understand that – yeah, I understand that Parrish was over 100 yards. How How is it this bad, dude? I, I just don't know. This is why – these are the reasons why I said earlier that Jimbo Fisher is 50-50, that you don't make the move right now because Miami nailed the hire. Texas A&M nailed the hire when they got Jimbo. <laughs> Did mean, they, though? <laughs> say what you will you know <laughs> that it was one of those guys that you back the truck up for if you know what i mean yeah oh yeah which they did oh good this is why you don't this is why i don't do it this is why i don't do it yeah miami 14 virginia 12 is why i don't do it yeah i want to say two things and i want to i want to move on can you imagine being having paid to go to this game and not a single touchdown took place nope Sure can. Now, don't get me wrong. Your your ticket was probably seven dollars. Yeah, <laughs> there were some cheap tickets for Ole Miss and in Texas A&M, but yeah, I'm with you. But man, what a like! I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Miami game, and I'm gonna take my son, and I'm gonna turn him into a hurricane. And he's looking up at you at the third quarter. And he's like, "Dad, can we please leave? I want to play Fortnite. I want to play Fortnite. Anyway, so." I just uh, – I think you said it best. It's Yes, it is year one, but there are things happening year one that cannot happen. I mean, Butch Jones's year one was better than this. Yes, like I'm out on the Cristobal era at Miami. Like that's how this year has gone. MTSU, dude, oh, yeah. breaking the U over their knee literally and physically and figuratively. <laughs> I'm out. I'm I'm done with this era. Like you're just gonna have to get in line and try again. The way that Texas has done with Charlie Strong and Tom Herman and everybody, you know, this side of freaking the moon, you're gonna have to get in line and start over because this is not it. And you know, props to Mario Cristobal if if he changes that narrative. But I will. I'll eat crow if you do. I really will. I promise. I'll come back and do that if you do. But uh, you're gonna have to prove it. The, again, they're four and four right now, with the probability of losing three of the last four, so five and seven at best. You know, um, and 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 Georgia Tech is not a pushover since nope. since, since the firing of of Geoff. 
So anyways, <laughs> anyways, hey, this leads us into an interesting conversation, and we might even land the podcast with this final game here unless there's another one. Oh, there is another one that pops up. Illinois, sealing the deal on the West, taking care of a bad Nebraska where, I mean, who, who saw this coming? I mean, every year, you know, you've, you've got somebody who kind of pops up. But, golly, I wish I would have put some money on, on Illinois being that team. There is a number on here, and I don't know if you see it uh, on the stat sheet for Illinois, but DeVito was 20 for 22. Oh, Nebraska. He had two Ooh. touchdowns and two incompletions. My dude. My, he only had 170 yards, 179 yards passing. But that completion percentage, even when you only throw it 22 times, probably going to get you beat. Right? Oh, I yeah. Mean, I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean. And, and Casey Thompson on the other side was seven for 15, 172 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Uh, the younger Brock Purdy got in for Nebraska. Does here's the question: If the Iowa job eventually opens up, Wisconsin is currently open. You get where I'm going with this? I think I do. Does Belima make a return to either one of those homes? Because Iowa's his alma mater, and he already did what he did at Wisconsin. Or is he? I mean. I view the Illinois and Iowa job similarly, and then I view the Wisconsin job on another tier above those, um, if not a couple tiers. But I don't know. Would he go back? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't know how it ended other than him desiring to be in the SEC West at Arkansas. Still don't get it. Um, would he go back? I don't know, man. If he did, I have to think he'd be a machine there just as good as he was before out of nowhere, like this Illinois team is. I mean, and I think he could absolutely do the same at Iowa. Maybe that job's a little bit better than Illinois because I would say so. They've I, won, I think so. Yeah. They've won the West. You know, they've been in Indianapolis. They've done the thing, um, man. And then there's a the chance that he's just, he's absolutely happy where he's at. There is that chance. Surely they've embraced him. I don't know anything about it. Surely they've embraced him. I mean, come on, you're seven and one. With a, you're, you haven't lost since week one. I mean, surely they've embraced the guy and what he's got going on. Uh, Chase Brown, heck, man, he's a junior. He's putting up crazy numbers, but might make sense for him to come back. You would, you, you could potentially see that. I think. Mm -hmm. um, not the fastest guy, but he's a dang workhorse and a warrior. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I'm if I'm Bert at this point. Oh wait, I'm saying I, I also forgot about Nebraska. Nebraska's open too. That's an option yeah. as well. Now listen, if if I'm Nebraska and I could talk him into coming over, I'm doing it. Like I'm <laughs> talking about backing up the truck. I'm going for somebody like a Belima, somebody that's like as blue collar as as they come is who I'm going for if I'm Nebraska. Yo, yo Brett, what's your or, favorite? What's your favorite kind of bacon? Yeah, we got we got you covered, man. Got you covered. <laughs> yeah, it's corn. Um, absolutely, <laughs> corn bacon. I'm absolutely making that phone call. I'm either going as blue collar as I can, or I'm going for the flashiest offense that I can, like just scheme and. If you're Nebraska, you need you need Josh Hopple, but he's not available. Like I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Which there's or there's Nebraska fans think thinking that they can pull him, which is just crazy. 
Yeah, I think that's a good point. If you're Nebraska, like, hey, why not? I mean, why not? If you can do it in Illinois, surely you can do it in Lincoln, right? And I think Absolutely. the ceiling at Nebraska is higher than Iowa, and I think it's higher in Wisconsin, and it's certainly higher than Illinois. But, Absolutely. And 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 credit for to to Brett Belima and and Illinois for taking advantage of when the West that division is overall just down. But I oh, think yeah. it would be really wise of him to make a return to Wisconsin to potentially take an Iowa head coaching job or to take a Nebraska job. Because if there is any division that is Brett Belima, it's the Big Ten West. The Big Ten West, absolutely. It's where, his. You, where you can run that offense, you can run that single back, you can run that eye form, and you can win there. Absolutely. So, I'm rooting for him, man. Go win. Yep. Go, go win in Indianapolis. That would make my life fantastic. Oh, yeah. All right, so this this conversation here is twofold. As the Hogs traveled to Jordan Hare and and got a an an uglyish win, yeah. I think I want to talk less about the game and I just want to talk more about Auburn. I'm down. I'm down. I, I mean, is there anything to say about it? I mean, Robbie Ashford threw it a lot. KJ Jefferson, you know, had a decent day. Raheem Sanders had a really good day. Auburn Hit a thousand is, yards on the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean. The, the 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 conversation of, of the week right now is that the Auburn job is available. Question number one, is right now the Auburn job the best job in the market? All right, here's my opinion. And the answer for me is no, because Wisconsin plays primarily teams that are in the Big Ten West, not the SEC West. That's it for me. If you want to look outside of that, I still will always remain perplexed by the Arizona schools, the competition that they play. Um, but that situation is as ugly, if not uglier, than Auburn's. So I can't value it above Auburn. But Wisconsin, again, they've – man, they've been a borderline playoff team at times. They – they should have freaking played for a BCS national championship about 10 years ago. Didn't um, I, two multiple coaches have won there. In fact, until this year, it, it didn't really matter who the head coach was there for about 15 years. So I always, if, and this is me, not a confident coach that, that these guys are and how they're built. I view that as I view opportunity, you know, who you're playing against as the ultimate selling point. Whereas at Auburn, you got a big fix, a huge fix. You got a new athletic director, and then you're rewarded with playing the SEC West in Georgia every single year. And that just doesn't sound like a good time to me. So are you telling me that if Michael Walker is the hottest name in college football right now, and he is coming up from – you know, either he is the offensive coordinator at Tennessee where he's putting up points or he is, you know, the the hottest name in the group five right now where he is 12-0 uh, and 0 at MTSU, you know, as the head coach of the Blue Raiders, that he's looking at the Wisconsin job more than he is the Auburn job? From my point of view, I am wow. because of – yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. These coaches, though, they don't share that. They don't share that opinion. They think their system is in. Listen, I'm throwing shade at Butch Jones. I'm doing it. They think their system is infallible. They think 
they are untouchable. Their ego is the size of the state of Texas on steroids. Mm -hmm. That's their point of view. They view the SEC West as an opportunity where I, I view it because I've lived in North Georgia for my entire life, and I've, I've seen Tennessee struggle to get back, and I've seen other teams struggle to get back. I view it as a death sentence if you're not careful, and especially as bad as they are culturally right now with just the Harson the Harson era has been a bad joke the entire time. Well, he's not good. I mean, and it's I, I don't even know if it's that his deal is that he can't coach football as much as he just can't manage a locker room full of, you know, young adults with with some ego with with, you know, I mean, maybe that Boise State thing was a whole better situation for him because you, you have a locker room full of dudes who have a chip on their shoulder as opposed to dudes coming out of high school who are four stars and five stars. And, and homie, I, I, I'm choosing Auburn. I'm going to Auburn. That, let's remember that coming into this job, I can't remember the exact stat, but I do know that it was like a one, two season maximum that he coached outside of like the Pacific Northwest or outside of Boise for that matter. He's been there his entire career. That place is stable. Like you said, it is blue collar. And, you know, heck, I won't even ignore the fact, were, were they not 5-1 and one or 6-0 and oh before it just fell apart last year? I can't remember. I'm, I'm genuinely asking. They were like 4-2 and two at worst through six games before they finished 500 or, or whatever. I mean, they were, I, I think. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. I'll, I'll work I'll... on that. But that's, that is absolutely my stance. Well, you know, I mean, I think there's a bit of an argument there because if there is a school in the Big Ten that's appealing, you know, it's Wisconsin. I mean, you're going to sell out a lot of games. That crowd is ruckus. I mean, it's it's one of the top uh, party colleges, you know, in the country. <laughs> you can win big there, as you have said. Mm -hmm. I just do. I just think it's harder to recruit at Wisconsin than it is in Auburn. I think I think Auburn is more of a national brand than a Wisconsin is where Wisconsin's more of a local brand. Not that you can't pull, you know, some kids from, from outside of that, of that Midwest region, but I don't know. I, I, I yes, the SEC is more of a gauntlet. Yes. The, 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 the strength of schedule is much easier in Wisconsin. Yes. That division is much easier but it all kind of seems like that Wisconsin, that Iowa, that Nebraska, that whole division is kind of on level playing field right now. And Auburn is one of those places where people, coaches will leave places like Ole Miss and go to Auburn. Yes. Right? Which, which is a conversation that's happening right now. They're already talking about Lincoln. Absolutely. Auburn's ceiling, no matter how you spin it, press it down, shake it together. Yes, I just quoted Bible at you. The <laughs> Auburn job the the ceiling is just higher it is so much it higher. is and in so, another stratosphere so if i am a coach you know and i'm the hottest name on the market right now i'm going i i want the auburn job i just, I just yeah i want the auburn job and, and i do understand it but that's just where my values would be as a head coach it is going to change because of Oklahoma and Texas coming to the league scheduling is going to change to an extent, but they're still, you know, they're still going to play Alabama every year. May not play the the entire gauntlet of the SEC West in its current form every year, but they're still going to play Alabama every year. And things are going to change at Alabama once Saban's gone. But so it, it could change. My perspective could change. But yeah, last year they <laughs> opened up two and zero, lost to Penn State. 
got to four and one, lost to Georgia, beat Arkansas and Ole Miss, got to six and two mm. before they proceeded to lose five straight games. Yikes. And they were so, right there in the Iron Bowl. I mean, yeah, they, and, and most of those losses were close. They lost 20 to three against Texas AM. That was a much better Texas AM. They lost by nine to Mississippi State, and that can happen. Um, and then everything else was really close, including the bowl loss to Houston. But how they managed to go six and two, now, I'm not, they, they did beat Arkansas and Ole Miss, which were fairly well ranked teams at the time. But how they managed to do that and get to where they're at now. Yeah, I, I'm at a loss. I have no words. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's two names that I want to throw at you for Auburn. Names that have been that have been thrown out. And before I get to those names, let me actually throw another one at you. And in Lane Kiffin, which apparently is, is a possibility, it would not surprise me. <laughs> I mean, that guy. Can you imagine? I mean, that would just be. Just be wild. That would give us so much content. I would thank him so much yep. for giving us that content. But there is one name that makes me go, yes, like, yes, do that. And there's another name that makes me go, okay, I really, really like that. The name that makes me go, I really, really like that, is a name that just pops up because he just did a bit of a contract extension with his current school. And yep. that's that's one of the signs that happens. When this stuff comes, because mm -hmm. Auburn is a school who can pay that out to that university, yep. and that name is Hugh Freeze. And as a Tennessee fan, I go, oh, that's fantastic, because now you've got Nick Saban and Kirby Smart preparing for these different kinds of offenses. Oh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And now, but there's another name that just, like, it gets me – it tickles me pink. Like it, I just, I just, I just want it so bad because SEC media days will just be next level. And I just know that because of this guy's big personality, that Nick Saban and Kirby Smart are going to be shut up, stop talking, but you can't say that because he's black and he's <laughs> Deion Sanders. <laughs> yeah. And I just know that he would get under their skin. Oh, yeah. And it would drive them crazy, and he would recruit so dang well. Oh, he yeah. Would, he would establish a staff around him. And you know what? And, and, and say what you want to about Deion Sanders, whether he can do it or whether he can't. But thank God we finally had a guy come out and say, Coach, you're a really hot name on the market right now. If one of these Power Five schools gave you a call, you know, and, and you've got in the past, you've got Tom Herman going, no, no, no. Nick Saban, who's at Miami, no, 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 no. Dion's like, I'm going to entertain it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to entertain it. I'm going to talk to him. Dude, I love it. Thank you. I love it. The the Donald Trump in the political world, right? Uh, not, yeah. not the coach speak stuff, not the political stuff. You know, Trump was not a, a politician, so he doesn't he didn't talk like the rest of them. Sanders is not talking like the rest of them. So call him yeah. prime, whatever you want to call him. But dude, Thank you for, for not saying, oh, yes. no, man, I'm committed. I am swack. I'm standing. He's like, I'm going to do it. Bro, I would yeah. love to see Deion Sanders in Auburn. I would love it. Hey, me too. I, I do think that, that their home runs would be – I'm the little bit opposite of you. I think their absolute home runs would be Lane and Hugh Freeze because this is just me trusting them, what they've done, 
longer than Dion's done it as a coach. Sure. Now, Dion getting under their skin, dude, Dion absolutely obliterating the NIL game at Auburn. Give me that. <laughs> now, would burn Tennessee in the recruiting trail. I just sure. want to highlight that. We would compete against uh, them. So, I don't – yeah, we always do. It just doesn't matter. We always do. So, I wouldn't love that. But him getting under their skin, dude, him driving those guys crazy, recruiting his absolute tell-off, yes, give me that. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know what to make of the Hugh Freeze thing because the timing is just so, so ironic with his extension at Liberty. He, he signed an extension at Liberty before, so they're like – trying to lock him in, I guess, but good luck doing that because opportunities are going to come. There is the slot factor with uh, with Hugh Freeze of, you know, would Sankey block it? I don't think right. he would because I think the situation was when Tennessee was looking for a coach that he wouldn't block it, but he would not at all give it his blessing. I think that was right. the stance, and only more time has passed since then. Right. So hire, hire Hugh Freeze, hire Lane Kiffin, and I think you're on the fast track to – Digging out of this thing, I think either one of those guys could easily go six and six next next year, just easily. Sure. And then sure. that be the floor um, for a good first year. And then you know, with with the way that Kiffin handles the portal and and Freeze is just as good offensively, I think that they could both reach much higher you know much higher goals than that. Especially if they retain Robbie Ashford, dude. Those guys with with Robbie Ashford would be so freaking fun to watch. Absolutely. Now, apparently I gave the wrong impression because I think that Lane, Dion, and Hugh are all home run hires for Auburn. Gotcha. I'm just talking about yeah. the level of like personal excitement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like, I yeah. think, like, just to watch, like, Saban twitch, you know, at SEC Media Days while yeah. Sanders is up there in his chain with his sunglasses on talking about how, you know, where he's making fun of the Roll Tide slogan or something. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Or don't call me Dion. Call me Coach. Call me Coach Prime. So, yeah. Anyway, are there any other names out there outside of those three that you would go, okay, like that? That's that's legit. I like that. See, I don't. I think the last thing you could do at Auburn right now, um, because they they're currently in the situation. I, I don't think you can necessarily go with like a blue collar guy unless you just absolutely hit a home run. Um, you know, Lance Leipold has managed some bad situations, so yeah. maybe, maybe him, but he's going to be such a hot commodity that, and also, you know, I also think that Auburn still is going to view themselves as, and they did this when they hired Harson, I think, but they're going to view themselves as, you know, above a Lance Leipold who's not done it on a big level or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I can't really think of any other names because, and part of it is just, that I think it's so simple within those three is that those three are so, so attainable for you. And also think the result, at least with Lane and Hugh Freeze, is just out of this world good. Mm-hmm. And it could be with Dion as well. I do think Dion would have to change his approach a little bit in the terms of, you know, he's got all these former players on his staff and doing things. I think he would need a rock star staff. Like, I mean, a SDC rock star football staff, tenured guys, veteran guys to do it. But he's so capable. I mean, he absolutely is capable. And he would have six stars lining up to play there. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So I've had some time to think about this. I was actually thinking about this as I was pushing my son around as we were doing some trick or treating. Courtney was like, "Where's your head at?" And I was like, "Auburn's football coaching search." <laughs> so there's a couple names that come to mind. I was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." And I started thinking about all right after Gus, where were they going? You know, they paid that buyout. It was a pretty ridiculous buyout. And I remember a lot laughing when they hired Harson. 
because they paid that ridiculous buyout and that's who they landed, which turned out obviously to not be a good thing. <clears throat> but I went, oh yeah, Kevin Steele. Do they do they make a run at that again? I mean, or is that bridge kind of burned because that ended so funky, you know? Does he even yeah. want a job in his older age? Probably not. Also, things are not necessarily going well in Miami, even though yeah. he, he didn't allow a touchdown on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's the Matt Rule. Oh, man. I forgot. I, you know, I just forgot about Matt, Matt Rule. Um, and I view him as like probably like Hugh Freeze, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like, like, like Mountain Thunder or Dr. Thunder, you know what I mean? Like, but, <laughs> but also the potential to be really good because of the mess that Baylor was in. But yeah. then at Baylor, you got those things that they don't know uh, what they are that are called defenses. Um, and that worries me a little bit. And the tenure in the NFL was just so bad, so bad. Sure. Um, but so, he was college. Yeah. He was solid. Oh man, he was good at Baylor. He and it was short. It was short term, but it was good at Baylor. Sure. Um, so yeah, I would. I would love to just be. I, I, I wish I could find a way to be in integrated into like Auburn Twitter and like Nebraska Twitter the way I'm in and follow know who to follow and like Vol Twitter. Um, be great if they would also follow us back, subscribe, you know, things like that. We could just get in there. You know what I mean? But. I'd love to just be like knee deep in Auburn Twitter, or like Nebraska Twitter right now. Like, what are they saying? Like, oh, Urban's coming. You know what I mean? Like, is oh, anybody gosh. saying that? That's a name. Like, That's one of the next name. names I was getting ready to throw at you because it is I mean, a name. We, we've talked about I him not being done. Do it. You would if you're <laughs> Urban Meyer. <laughs> if there's any, I, I if there's any school that will hire him, it. it's Auburn. If there's any school that will Auburn. hire him, it's Auburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But don't do it because it's just prone for health issues. Yeah. <laughs> we need to close down this episode in uh, a little under four minutes, but I have a few more names that I'm going to throw at you, and then we'll, we'll call it. Um, the guy who was responsible for the 2019 LSU Tigers, Joe Brady. I thought you were going to – first, I thought you were going to say Ed Ordron. Oh. I was very panicky. No. Um. Did Brady follow Matt Rule to Carolina? Is that what happened? I'm pretty sure. Or he either followed him there or he came from there. And I can't remember what it was. Man, I forgot about Joe Brady. Sure, dude. Take your chance. I mean, <laughs> I think you gotta go. I, I think you I think you have to fix it offense first. I think you have to. I think this for Nebraska, I think this for Wisconsin, which they're doing mm -hmm. um well offensively, even though they've got Jim Leonard right yeah. now um i think this across the board because i freaking watch tennessee every week okay sue yeah. me so yeah. yeah dude give joe brady a chance but also try not to get to like your seventh option again or like your brian harson option again just sure. don't do that sure sure all right so this is arguably option number one if i'm the auburn athletic director because i need somebody right. to i need somebody to fix it and i need somebody to fix it long term yeah it's going to take a lot of money it's going to take a lot of conversations. It's going to be hard yes, as it heck. Is. It's going to take a hard as heck to get this dude out where he's at right now. But could this, could Auburn finally be the school that gets Mark Stoops out of Kentucky? Will Levis oh, is going to be gone. Man. Levis is going to be gone. Is is this it? Because that's a dude that can fix it. He's good. He's good. And he's and, – He and, could and, fix it. And, and 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 you have said these are your words. He's reached the ceiling at, at oh, yeah. Kentucky. He's absolutely. He's bumping his head, right? 
this year so much proof of that for me. Yeah. If I'm going to go the defensive route, that's, that's who I'm going to go after. I mean, yeah, dude, his, his, just his continuity and the, what he sustained at Kentucky is proof enough for me that Florida, Florida state should have done whatever it took. Texas should have considered it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they should approach Mark Stoops. They should have that conversation 100%. If they're going to go the defensive route, that's absolutely a good yeah, early option. I mean, Mark Stoops is a guy who can go get any, uh, almost any offensive coordinator he wants once he gets a job like Auburn, I think, where yeah, you yeah. where you, where you, heck, can, you can give a Joe Brady a call. He's got back-to-back NFL offensive coordinators or quarterback coaches, and, and, and for the most part, at Kentucky, it's worked out. Yep, yep. I'm with you, man. I, uh, if, but if I'm that Auburn AD, I, he's, I think he's my first call. And I'm telling hey, man, name your price. Name your price. I'm hey, that, that's going to be the end of uh, today's episode on Pandemonium Reigns. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. A uh, bit of a longer one. Uh, make sure you tune in again later in the week. We'll have Ryan Phillips to join us again on Friday as we talk tennessee georgia and that'll be all we talk because who cares about everything else i'm just kidding y'all i'm just kidding i'm just kidding hey lots of exciting stuff going on in the world but the most exciting thing you can do is for us and push the subscribe buttons and push the follow buttons and 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 tell somebody about pandemonium ring we love you guys hope you have a fantastic week god bless and go balls see y'all later pandemonium Rains.